The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Welcome to the Steelers Outpost Podcast, a proud member of the Armchair All-Americans Network. It is August 16th, 2020. This is Tom coming to you from Sawdust Studios in the Washington, D.C. Outpost. Nick joins us from the Houston Outpost. Nick, with Benny Snell making a similar physical transition in the offseason, what are the chances he replicates the production of James Conner and Le'Veon Bell in his sophomore season? Well, it might be a little bit difficult for him, seeing as there is a James Conner, there is a starting running back ahead of him, which, you know, Le'Veon and James didn't have to deal with at, uh, at the time of their transitions. But honestly, I'd bet that it's going to go pretty well from a production standpoint from Benny Snell. And I bet on that at betonline.ag. The sports world is back, baby. Damian Lillard named unanimous bubble NBA MVP just right before we recorded this podcast, and Ben Roethlisberger named preemptive, let's just go ahead and give it to him now, NFL MVP by us at this exact moment. You should take those odds on Bet Online because they'll let you bet on NBA, NFL, NHL, UFC. They also have simulated games for all of the above sports and more. You know, I'm not going to list them all, but we know baseball's out there. We know, you know, Soccer's out there if you're into that kind of thing. But either way, they got hundreds of live casino games, poker tournaments, and the best props in the business. Visit betonline.ag on your computer or mobile device and join now to receive your welcome bonus. Betonline.ag, your online wagering experts. Before we get into talking about what's been going on at training camp, let's talk about training camp itself. Padded practices start on Monday. Not only that, but we can cho- we can enjoy live programming. They're going to beam training camp on, I guess, Steelers.com, yeah, or the mobile app. That's awesome because one of my favorite times of the year is when you get some of the Steelers beat writers, not even beat writers, you know, bloggers, Alex Kazoras of the world, on the ground taking iPhone videos of players in the bat, the famous backs on backers drill or the famous seven shots drill in which the offense gets to line up seven straight times from the two-yard line and the defense has to try and stop them because you really see the juices get flowing there. I think that those videos were one of the first times we ever got the real side of Antonio Brown, the side that wasn't curated because you saw him trash-talking Artie Burns into an early retirement in some of these drills. Like, he was going hard. There was a viciousness that you don't really get to see from him unless the camera will catch him during the course of a game or something like that. Otherwise, he was very slick about how he presented himself, right? The carefully placed calendar or picture of him and Ben Roethlisberger uh, behind his head so that every post-game interview would show that and say, hey, I like my quarterback. Hopefully he keeps throwing me the ball. Everything was manicured. But those 
preseason training camp videos, which, by the way, we would have been sending and tweeting if, uh, you know, this little bug wasn't going around. But those are some of the most fun times of the year because you really get a peek behind the curtain. And then, of course, it truly means football is here. You know, with a team like the Steelmen, you get a lot of familiar faces, luckily. So you're kind of excited to see the rookies. I want to see Chase Claypool. And I am seeing Chase Claypool. I'm seeing pictures of him, but I need the damn video, okay, because that makes it real. This is probably similar to how Browns fans' most exciting time of the year is draft and and you know training camp because of the thought of what could be and invariably ending in abject failure and embarrassment but for Steelers fans you could think what will the season be and almost invariably it's going to be success so I'm pumped I just want to offer my compliments because I think the Steelers do a great job in their PR office Missy Matthews and you know some of the guys actually they do a great job and this program is going to start at 12:45 each day uh, hosted by Missy Matthews so we're going to get a chance to see some of the actual practice as well as some Q&A that we can imbibe in, which we might do. Then Mike Tomlin gets against mm-hmm. his well dragged at the end of practice right. to give, a, give his post-practice overview. And then uh, tra- training camp wrap-up by Missy Matthews. So tons of programming there we'll be able to watch. I have to tell you, you know, when I leave the gym in the morning, I probably get out of there around 7.30, 8 o'clock. And I tune into Steelers Nation Radio. I'm listening to Tunch and Wolf on the way home. These guys are magnificent. They are. I was wondering, I was just thinking when you were saying they're going to do player interviews, I got to assume that's going to be Tunch because he's really good at it. And of course, the best interviewers oftentimes are the former players with personality. It's not just former players. No, no, no. Because sometimes they are the worst at interviewing people because they don't have any journalistic skills, if you will. But the guys who do have those talking and communication skills, and, uh, coupled with the fact that they intimately know what these players are going through, yeah, they make some of the greatest interviews. So Tunch, he kind of is the man when it comes to that. Hey, so let's go back to the opening statement about Benny Snell. So we have a couple of sophomores who we're going to look for some big jumps from. And as you said, Benny's not the starting running back, but given Connor's history, he's going to probably get a chance this year. Not only just to replace yeah. with Connor, but he'll get he'll get his uh, carries. And then Deontay also has put on a, a couple of sinews, right. added some sinews to the to the guns. Yeah, you can see his his uh, his transformation. Even though apparently it's only been like five pounds, I think it was reported as ten to fifteen pounds of muscle for Deontay Johnson in the off season, but um, I guess five pounds by the time he got to training camp. But it must be five pounds of pure muscle, and maybe some, I don't think he had an ounce of fat to lose, but you can see it in his arms particularly uh, in some of the still photos that the Steelers have put out. And then, yeah, Benny Snell, as everyone predicted, pretty much the day he got drafted, like, hey, don't close the door on him yet. He's slow. He will lose some of this weight the same way that Connor and Bell did. And sure enough, he has, and people say that's noticeable. And this all comes with a grain of salt because we know it's training camp season. Every team has their version of these young guys, usually the second-year guys who you have the most hope for, right? The rookies, you say, okay, they might need to adjust, but the second year, okay, now they're going to be stars, right? So these reports are widespread, but the only difference is, as Steelers fans, we've seen this really succeed in a noticeable way for 
the past two Steelers running backs. I mean, Connor and Bell were very good as rookies. Bell running behind no offensive line whatsoever, but that was after we wandered in the desert with Jonathan Dwyer and, and I love Isaac Redman and guys like that, but you know, no real starting running back for a while. And then you saw a guy making cuts on a dime. So his average wasn't that great. Le'Veon's his, his rookie year, but you could tell he was a stud. Connor would get one carry a game for 10 yards per carry his rookie year, right? When Le'Veon was getting 500 touches, And then by that second year, you really noticed the uptick. So it wasn't like they went from bad to great, but you noticed the difference. So that's what I think gives us some hope for Benny Snell. I've been kind of vocal vocal about Benny Snell since he's been drafted. Haven't been super inspired by him because I know that he's going to get faster, but damn, he just... He looks plodding to me. I mean, it's not Jonathan Dwyer bad, but every time he got in the game, it was painfully slow. Obviously, the big play where he couldn't make the, um, you know, couldn't get past the cornerback in Tampa Bay when he was in the open field, and he just doesn't do anything particularly great. He's not fast. He's not quick. He doesn't catch the ball amazing, and he doesn't run violently. It's not like a Marshawn Lynch, but. He does know how to play the position, and that game he had against the Ravens at the end of the year helped me kind of turn around a little bit because he churned out a ton of yards against eight-man boxes, and it just kind of seems like maybe he's not great at anything, but that's sort of what Connor was like when he first started. He's kind of good at everything, and, and losing this poundage could help him get some of that explosion that he's severely lacking right now. Well, it's not like he's not going to get pushed. Maybe his physical tools are only going to take him so far, but that it's going to be a competitive backfield. Here's a question we didn't mention. I mean, maybe it seems too obvious. He's sitting there in plain sight, but what is Devin Bush going to do this year, sophomore year? It's not like he even had a freshman year. He jumped right to senior status. Yeah, I'll say the first thing is he cut off the ponytail, which I hate. Wish he would have left that. It's hilarious how all the teammates ripped him for that. But that's a signature hairstyle, man. Keep it. It's gross, but it's cool. He should have put a blade on the back of that thing. Have that swing around in the midnight sun while we're beating the Browns by 40. Then he can take that to Miles Garrett's Achilles. No, just kidding, guys. Just kidding. Not kidding. I'm not kidding. Either way, uh, I feel like mum's the word on him right now because we, of course, all expect him to become a superstar. It may take a little bit longer due to the truncated offseason that we've had, but he's got to become a stud. And, oh, my goodness, if he does, the Steelers are going to be a top-five defense again for sure, and maybe they could go even higher than that because the star power – well, if, if Devin Bush becomes a star this year, the Steelers have the best star power of any defense. To have Cam, Minka, Bush, if he's a star, and Hayward, and then if Tuit returns the way that he was playing last year, is insane. That, that's a crazy high level. Some other defenses like San Francisco and Baltimore have more depth. That's for sure. Like They have linemen on linemen, and I, I do worry about the Steelers' depth at defensive line, although there's some things to look forward to. But, yeah, Devin Bush, hey, we saw it with Shazier. We've seen it with a lot of Steelers linebackers, and uh, hopefully he makes that transition. And I'll, So I'll say this just to finish up with Benny Snell. That losing the weight was the first step. So everything is going according to plan. That last game against the Ravens, I think, was huge for his development and for his confidence and and for the team's confidence in him because, like I said, he doesn't do anything amazing. But you saw in that game that he just knows how to play running back. And he is durable and he's got a great attitude for it. He loves contact, which we like. 
Uh, Deontay Johnson is the other one where I think all of us are assuming this guy's going to become not just a stud, but like a superstar this year. And I'm trying to temper my expectations, but when you saw what he did last year, it's really hard to see anything other than stardom happening. I mean, the routes this man can run, his deep speed, his punt return ability, his ability to make freaky catches. He, he has plenty of things to clean up, but it just looks like he's going to be a stud. And I think what you and I were talking about before the podcast is interesting, where we have this situation where Juju and Connor, two of the, the coolest Steelers we've had the pleasure of watching, we all know James Connor's story. We all know Juju's personality. Lucky to be able to watch guys who have personalities like that who also produce on the field. I mean, they came in to succeed probably the two best skill position players in Steelers history. I know people don't want to hear that, but come on. Le'Veon Bell was the best running back in the league for a time, and so was Antonio Brown. And uh, maybe the only guy close to that would have been Franco, right? So you're going to succeed these guys. And honestly, if they didn't miss the year with, you know, without Ben, they did an amazing job. These are like Pro Bowl caliber guys. And right now, the aforementioned second-year players we were talking about, Deontay Johnson and Benny Snell, may well be auditioning for Juju and Connor's jobs. And so this is the conversation I kind of wanted to have where it would be depressing to lose personalities like Connor and Juju. And I'm not saying that they'll lose both of them or, or, or... who knows what will happen, but it sort of seems like if Benny Snell shows enough this year and Deontay Johnson shows enough this year, you know you have Claypool and Washington behind him, and with the salary cap reduction, and we don't know how that's, you know, we don't know how that's going to play out, but it is on the horizon. It sort of seems like it would be prime territory for the Steelers to let really good players like Connor and Juju go to get really good players at a much lower price. What do you think of that idea, even though it's way too early to prognosticate that? Because first off, we're assuming that they can't keep all of them. And second off, we're assuming that Deontay and Snell will be best case scenarios. But hey, it's not, a, um, it's not completely out of the question. We've been talking about the the crunch that the Steelers are going to feel next year with the salary cap. It's going to—I mean—they're going to probably feel some pain this year. What's going to happen next year? Um, we got a lot of guys coming up for contract, starting with Cam Hayward. Still worried about the fact they haven't announced any movement on that. There's so a the little question, update on that. There's not an update on that. Sorry to interrupt you, but Kazora made a good point today on Twitter. He says a lot of times the Steelers do sign these veterans way at the 11th hour like um i know hayden got an extension on like september 3rd and he listed like four different guys who got their extensions the first week of september so i agree with you i'm worried but the door is not shut on hayward and and i don't think it will be so i think you are served better by having a carousel on the offense rather than the defense i think it's hard to the the Steelers have proven they're able to find wide receivers. Yeah. The Steelers, the whole NFL can find running backs. That's right. not that hard, even if you don't have Le'Veon Bell. Uh, quarterback, <laughs> to me, is kind of luck of the draw. I mean, you, you lose a lot of games, you get a good quarterback. Right. And the Steelers have proven that they can build an offensive line, even though they were in the desert for a few years. I mean, they put up with a really crappy offensive yeah. line for a while. So. But I think you can build an offense better than you can build what you have on our defense right now. And in my estimation, you would invest in your defense next year. You would retain Cam. I don't know about Bud, but 
You have TJ too many guys. Up. Hilton, you have yeah. you have guys that you want to retain on defense, and you want to keep that together. And yeah, I think there's enough depth on offense. You're going to have to say goodbye to Connor and Juju, assuming they have medium years that they're going to get. Or, you know, or that, even that if that they have warrants. good years. Well, if they have good years, they're going to get big, you know they're going to be in high demand. If they have mediocre years, I'm just trying to make the oh, point. Oh, gotcha, Maybe they yeah. wouldn't be as attractive outside of the Steelers, but I, I just don't think that's going to happen. They already have a track record. Although, you know, Connor has such a spotty attendance record. Not you know mainly because of injuries. Yeah. I wonder if people would shy away from him because, you know, you don't need to spend a lot of money on a running back. It's possible he could come back. I'm not sure yeah. what kind of money he would command. Yeah, we have no idea until the season plays out. But also the other factor is the Steelers like keeping their guys, especially high-character guys, especially leaders like Connor and Juju. So that should play out. But you're, I, I completely agree with the point that you want to replenish the defensive guys because it's weird to think this, but the most replaceable players on an NFL team are the skill position guys, the guys who get all the glory. And the reason for that is because so much of their success can be manufactured by other positions. If you have a great offensive line, we've talked about a million times, there's a lot of running backs who can run through that. And they may not all be able to break off 80-yard touchdowns like a Saquon Barkley, but they can at least get four yards a pop. I mean, we see how Kyle Shanahan plugs in any person who's ever played running back into his offense and they run for 100 yards in a game, they demand a trade. He trades them for a six-round pick and they're never heard of again. Uh, if you have a great passing offense, it makes sure that the, bo- the box isn't loaded and then the running back can succeed. So that's not even his doing either. That's the quarterback, the receivers, and the line. The receivers, if you have a great quarterback, we know the story there, and then if you have a great line, They might not be getting open on their initial routes, but since the quarterback has so much extra time to buy, they can, you know, it's going to be impossible for any defender to cover somebody for five seconds. So you can't, and then of course the big one for receivers is the play caller. You can scheme guys open. We've seen that in New Orleans and in uh, New England for years. So that is, but (laughs) to the contrary, if you're TJ Watt, if you need an edge rusher, nobody's going to help you. When you got to go against, you know, the Joe Thomases of the world, <laughs> when you got to go against uh, Lane Johnson or Alejandro Villanueva, right? Uh, you, it's just you have to beat that man, uh, Mike Hilton. He's got to cover tight ends or slot receivers, and he's got to blitz. He's got to do things that you can't cover up. And then <clears throat> the continuity on defense is even more critical than offense because it's reactionary. They have to have great communication, whereas offense, you can plug guys in to assist them. And if you have somebody like Ben and Tomlin, you know, consistency, Mike, or Marquise Pouncey, you can plug guys in and move them along. So uh, this is a way too far ahead prognostication, but it is interesting. And it sort of seems Patriots-like to have the foresight to be like, hey, we got guys in the tank. We're ready to keep the salaries low and, um, you know, so on and so forth. But I just want it on the record that it would, it would crush me to lose guys like Connor and Juju, and I'm not saying that'll happen. It's just an interesting thing to talk about because the physical transformations of Benny Snell and Deontay Johnson are so interesting. Does anybody in the group that would stay next year have a personality like Juju, or is he just one of a kind? And it's not going to be anybody. I mean, the only thing Connor's been doing for us is buying homes for his parents, <laughs> trucks and homes. 
Oh, he's a Pittsburgh hero. You know, yeah, you'll never, you don't, I don't even know if there has been a juju in the NFL because there's this positivity attached to his giant personality. You've had TOs and Ocho Cinco's and stuff like that and guys with big personalities, but there's a mean streak to a Steve Smith or there's a diva streak to, you know, AB or TO, whereas there's this positive thing around juju, which is so interesting. So we're talking about the carousel. I want to just refocus us maybe on the offensive line because slowly, maybe even stealthily, the Steelers are replacing an aging offensive line and might not miss a beat. I don't want to be hyperbolic here, and I think we do a good job of that every offseason of, of presenting a realistic expectation. And Luckily, that's what you get when you follow the Steelers. You know, they've always had a slow but steady approach. Only recently did they just start making free agency signings. So we don't usually get these um, hype fests that other teams have or other fan bases have and say, oh, we're adding this guy. He's going to be a stud. Trust me. Like, oh, our offensive line, X, Y, and Z have never played a game in our uniform, but it's going to work out. Like Steelers fans know we have to see this on the field first. But there is reason to be really excited that this offensive line transition might actually work well because a lot of people were really high on the guard they drafted out of Louisiana Lafayette, the raging Cajuns, Kevin Dotson. A lot of people calling him one of the steals of the draft. And there have been some guys on Twitter uh, who have expressed the opinion that maybe he could even be a day one starter if it weren't for the loss of OTAs and everything else. And maybe even with the loss of those things, he could be a day one starter. But either way, you know that there are some question marks. How's Chooks going to do? How's Banner going to do? But if you have Dotson start at, at guard, you might be able to keep Filer at tackle. But either way, let, let's just look at the names we have in there. Let's take the starters out of there. We know those guys are studs. Dotson at guard. Wisniewski as the swing lineman. People forgetting that we signed him. This is a B.J. Finney plug-and-play type of player. He's not a star, but he's been a decent starting offensive lineman. This isn't like the Steelers, uh, the safety Curtis Riley, the Steelers just signed. Like, he started, and it hasn't gone well. No, Wisniewski's been a good player. And so to have that kind of guy who has versatility, can play multiple positions, Steelers have always really benefited from that. Whether it's, you know... Finney or Ligurski or Filer or whoever it is, you have that guy. Dotson looks like this, you know, the heir apparent to Ramon Foster at guard, whether that's immediately or in the near future. And then between Chooks and Banner, you have to assume one of those guys is going to be able to take over the job. They've both done well when they've gotten in there. And then you have Filer, and it looks like there actually might be some depth there. And we've talked about this a lot. The key to a football team in the NFL now is if you can have depth on the offensive and defensive lines, you're going to be good. How good? That depends on other factors. But you're going to be good if you have those things. And we've seen with the Steelers, after 10 years of Ben having the worst offensive line you could possibly see, I mean, it has been glorious for the past six or so years, where even if a guy gets injured for a couple games or more, they don't seem to miss a single beat. And that's because they have multiple guys who can fill in. And it looks like that's what they have now. So there's a lot of reason to be excited. Yeah, I mean, when you look back, we got the benefit of Hubbard and Finney and Beecham. Beecham, yeah. Guys who, like, worked their way up. Villanueva, random guy. You know, working people up the roster. And, hey, if they do really well this year, then 
we got to give all the credit in the world to Sean Surrett, and that will be really encouraging to see that he was able to manage this transition because these aren't just Mike Munchak guys that he's taken over for. This would be his new project. So that's something to keep an eye on. You had a, not a theory, you observed something out there in the hinterlands of North Dakota. Right. And maybe the Steelers could be peering at for the quarterback position. That's right. Yeah, so every uh, so often I'm going to give you guys a pie in the sky. Uh, please let Ben's, uh, the transition away from Ben, be painless as possible. Uh, thus my Aaron Rodgers prediction, a couple, well, not prediction, and uh, to use the word again, prognostication, you know, maybe we could lure Aaron after he gets out of Green Bay, which seems all but a uh, foregone conclusion, which is supposed to be either after this year or next year, which is when Ben was going to retire. Granted, Ben might have thrown a wrench with, in that plan by kind of indicating that he might want to play longer than two years. But either way, there's another guy. It's Trey Lance, the quarterback for North Dakota State, a superstar with a howitzer for an, a right arm. My goodness, this guy is a beast. He's a great athlete. He can move around the pocket. And long story short, he may have been able to beat out Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields as the top quarterback in this draft if they had played a full year. Um, we know North Dakota State is where Carson Wentz played. Uh, so the, the competition isn't insane, but they have a way of, of turning out some great NFL prospects recently. And I think the did the tight end for the Eagles go there as well? Well, either way, Trey Lance, you don't need to see who he's playing against. You just need to see his physical skills. It's insane. He had something like, he also had, statistics-wise, 45 touchdowns, no picks last year. And guess what? North Dakota State not playing a season this year. So he will probably just have to sit out and declare for the draft. And even with that, he'll probably still be a top 10 pick because he's so talented. But he doesn't have the chance to work up you know, into the top three. And what if, what if the Steelers could swoop in around 10 or 11, the same way the Texans and the Chiefs did with Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson, Ben Roethlisberger drafted at pick 11. What if they could swoop in and take Trey Lance? The odds of this happening, people, they're close to zero. But this is still a good concept to look at where like, hey, you might, not have to draft in the top three to get a Ben Roethlisberger quality guy. I mean, help. Ben Roethlisberger was number 11. But I had a conversation, I think it was with Derek DeKid on Twitter earlier this week, how we've always said there is no such thing as a succession plan for quarterbacks. This whole Brett Favre to Aaron Rodgers thing is so overblown and, and mischaracterized. There's never been a real transition from like a drafted guy to another guy. The Aaron Rodgers thing happened because – a, Brett Favre retired every single offseason, and he was 40 at the time. It was like, are you gone or not? Then Aaron Rodgers, who was supposed to be the number one pick in the draft, fell all the way to 24. So this just fell into their laps. It worked perfectly, and they made the transition. Patrick Mahomes even, same thing. They were able to scoop him up late because people didn't realize what a stud he was, except for a couple teams. The Saints tried to trade up to get him, or the Saints tried to get him, uh, but Andy Reid traded up above them, and then they had Alex Smith in place, so the plan was legitimately like, yeah, you get one year. We'll, we'll let you learn the system. It's a complicated system under Andy Reid, and Alex Smith can play for this one year, but it wasn't like Alex Smith was this star and was going to lead them to the Super Bowl, and they were like, wait, we found something better. We'll take this. No, Alex Smith needed to be upgraded, and they found a way to upgrade him. Okay, so that's what happens, or you can do what the Patriots did, where you scoop up another stud after Tom Brady gets released, right? 
even Steve Young and Joe Montana, like Steve Young did, was not drafted by the Niners. He was considered a, he was a, I think a CFL guy or a USFL guy and uh, played well over there, then played for the Buccaneers. They sucked. He was deemed a bust. And then they traded for Steve Young and, and like made this transition that way. So, okay. I guess what I'm trying to say is if Ben was actually going to retire two years from now, this would be the occasion where you could say, yeah, we can invest a first-round pick because Ben's got one year left, and this guy will sit for one year, learn behind one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, and then you unleash him, you still have four years with that fifth-year option on him. So that's very pie in the sky, but I think it encapsulates a lot of different issues that I wanted to talk about regarding the, the quarterback position. But maybe it'll happen. We have a crisis. Do we? In the family. So, Nick's grandparents, my parents-in-law, live up the street from us. Grandfather, 117 years old. He just stopped splitting logs last week. Yeah. Quite a man. When the rest of the world was fighting a world war in the 40s, he was leading a platoon in Paraguay in the jungles, leading the rebels in a revolution. This is not an exaggeration. This is a true story. Yes, he also owned his own airline, had his own radio show, was jailed by the government by speak, for speaking out against the government, had to move to America, worked his way up. Uh, there's a lot more there. We don't want to brag, though. So if you watch the Dos Equis commercial, you know what we're talking about. Yeah. Anyway, his electric razor broke. I was asked to go up there to see if it could be repaired. A lot of people need an electric razor uh, uh, replaced once they find out that there is a better, more futuristic version thanks to Manscaped. Ouch! Damn it! Crap! Those are the screams I used to make when I would cut myself shaving before I knew about Manscaped. Thank you, Manscaped, for turning my loud shrieks into multiple peaks. I don't know if that's like a, a, a pubic mohawk conversation there, but either way, Manscaped's amazing. I use it. Precision tools for your family jewels. Lawnmower 3.0. Get it cleaned up down there. Don't be, don't be a sloppy boy. Don't be a sloppy man, okay? Be a clean man. You ever seen the Old Spice commercials? Up. Oh, probably shouldn't mention another product in the advertisement for this product, but good thing they don't make razors. And Manscaped does, and they make the best kind. It is impossible to injure yourself in the critical zones while using these products. They also have cool bombs, anti-chafing cream, which is good uh, for the men with the muscular leg situation that I got going on here. That was an exaggeration for me. It might be better for people with actual muscles. But either way, water-resistant technology. You can make it happen in the shower. You can make it happen all the time. I don't know who designed this, Professor X or Gandalf or somebody, but it works really well. Get 20% off of free shipping with the code armchair at manscaped.com. Your balls will thank you. Oh, thank you. And the other thing I'd like to point out is the Steelers' first game is rapidly approaching us. We're going to be starting out on a Monday night. And the Steelers have some ridiculous Monday night record don't we a thousand and oh ridiculously good about yeah. a thousand i think there was a close well, at, at home and yeah their monday night record is really good but i know the the monday night record at home is the starting startlingly good one all right well this isn't going to be at home but what are your what are your what are you wagering on our first game with the giants oh i wager it's it's not going to be a blowout even though it should be but the steelers usually take their time warming up in the season and now i'm taking the steelers uh, I'm taking the Steelers by six, and I'm taking that at betonline.ag. Your wagering experts bet on the NFL, 
Bet on NBA. Playoff Damien is for real, and he's in Portland. Make it happen. If you need more, they got simulated NFL, NBA, and UFC happening every day. Hundreds of live casino games, poker tournaments, best props in the business, and they support all the Armchair All-American podcasts, including yours truly, Steelers Outpost podcast. So visit betonline.ag on your computer or mobile device and join now to receive your welcome bonus. Betonline.ag, your online wagering experts. Unless you have been asleep for a week, you haven't heard the story of Pac-Man Jones. <laughs> I'm Jerry sure this Porter is a, is attacking him again. Uh, this this seems like made up to me. He is an amusing character. Let's just say that. I guess somebody sent him some signed Joe Hayden jerseys, which he burned with his son while he was teaching him how to curse in his front yard or whatever. Imagine a nicer house for a guy who played in the NFL for such a long time. But, hey, you know, can't count for taste. And he cursed out Joe Hayden. Uh, Of course, everybody knows Joe Hayden doesn't have a mean bone in his body, and there's no way he did this. I don't even think they really know each other. And then apparently Pac-Man Jones... Um, uh, edited his comments or added on to it later. Uh, apparently, he he suspects that Jerry Porter uh, sent them to him. Of course, Jerry Porter, what he called Joey Porter, after the infamous Bengals meltdown, where Joey Porter was able to get on the field and entice those dum dums in Cincinnati to throw a punch, therefore moving Chris Boswell into field goal range, where we knocked those puny bastards out of the playoffs once again. <laughs> Pac-Man Jones He's been out of the limelight too long yeah. So the thing I'd like to leave us with good, Is think something you think is great And something I think we ought to take Manscaped to Is Vance McDonald's new main Oh, it's glorious He should have a flat top He's a tight end for crying out loud What's he doing trying to look like some Offensive lineman from Alabama well, it's it's magnificent, and I think that he's letting it flow. I think he knows, oh, my goodness, my spot here is in jeopardy in terms of catches because I got Ebron here. I got to do something to stand out. I need to have some golden trestles bouncing up and down for Ben to catch a gleam of in the sunlight so he'll throw me the ball. I love it. Mountain man. And by the way, somebody started styling Ben. Thank God. Because <laughs> he's had some bad looks over the years. My guy. But somebody gave him a modern haircut where they tapered on the sides and also have cut his beard correctly. So that, along with the uh, weight loss and getting back in shape, legitimately has me pumped up that we get four more years. Four more years. Hey, I was watching a World War II movie last night, vintage 60s, where they where we went everything and they showed the uh, Highlanders from Scotland, one of the squads, and they all had that handlebar mustache, that waxed curly cue. Yeah. Could you see Ben with that? Yes, I could. I could see it right now. I'm imagining it. Visit the website, SteelersOutpost.com. Check, check us out on Instagram at Steelers Outpost. Hit us up on Twitter at Steelers Outpost or shoot us an email at SteelersOutpost at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Until next week. Go Steelers. Okay, bye-bye. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. 
Unbelievable! When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte.